Hey everyone, this is Jordan Powers. Today is, gosh, what day is today? It's the 26th, I believe, of July. Uh, it's Wednesday. Yes, it's Wednesday. It's about 1.38 p.m. And uh, I've had a cold the last few days and been completely under the weather, so I didn't make anything new. I didn't have a whole lot to talk about anyway, um, so it's totally fine. Uh, today, actually, I finally got a call-in from one of you, uh, my friend Jeff Kelly, who I talked to on Hashtag Podcast a while ago. I'm going to go ahead and play those questions of his and then answer those, and that will be today's episode. Hey, Jordan, it's Jeff Kelly calling from somewhere in the woods of Maine. I'm on vacation, but I had two topics I was interested in hearing more about if you are able to talk about them. First one is networking and how that comes into play when growing your business. Um, and the second topic is a little more vague, but has to do with uh, the balance between learning a skill and becoming confident in it and getting to the point where you are okay with charging money. Just sort of the whole uh, journey, I guess, of starting a business that you're sort of still learning a lot about. Um, so how do you balance that out? Thanks. All right. So to answer Jeff's first question about networking. So I think this varies depending on the type of business you're starting. I know that you're working on your photography stuff, Jeff. So I'll talk specifically to that. Um, I don't know specifically what you are trying to do. I know that you're experimenting with a few different things. So uh, let me just talk in general terms and then I'll talk specifically to what I've done. So networking in terms of how it relates to business. So the, the main idea of network, networking is really just to let people know that you exist and uh, that what, what you do exists. And you know you can break that down to a you know personal level you know through social media uh, you know that's how you you that's how I know you through Instagram I know you exist because you've networked with me via Instagram and the podcast so I know you exist I know that if I'm ever in your area I'm going to reach out to you to meet up with you just to hang out that's on a personal level so at the same time if you decided for some reason to move to Minnesota and we're looking for a house, you'd probably reach out to me first because you know me in Minnesota, you know that I deal with houses. Um, you'd probably reach out to me even if I didn't know about houses because I live in Minnesota. So that's the for anybody who's listening who wants a general understanding of why we network, it's just to make ourselves, um, make everybody aware that we exist. From a business perspective, it's the same principles. However, you basically want to let other people who could potentially hire you know that you exist. And to determine who could potentially hire you, I mean, I basically put everybody in that category. Um, for what I do, at least. And let me explain. So let's just say you're somebody who wants to do weddings and portraits. Well, pretty much everybody you know is a is somebody you should network with because they may know somebody or they may themselves might be getting married or need portraits someday. Therefore, you want them to know you exist. You want them to you know, make a good impression on them. And hopefully someday they'll hire you for something or they'll refer you to somebody else. Hey, I know this great guy named Jeff. Um, he's doing portraits. You should check him out. Um, same thing with uh, what I do with real estate. So basically everybody I know um, basically everybody I come into contact with, I try to somehow let them know what I do because down the road that might lead to, Hey, they're selling their house and they want, 
you know, their agent to get a hold of me to, to use me. And that's happened a few times um, just from letting people know what I do. Um, so that's the fundamentals of networking. Um, some, some suggestions I could give you guys who are listening for networking if you're maybe not somebody who's like a social butterfly or anything. Uh, so every town should have some kind of organization like a chamber of commerce. That's one way to get involved. That's pretty much that's the most traditional way that I know of getting involved um, professionally. Um, you join a chamber of commerce, you get to know other businesses, you they have like functions occasionally or get-togethers where local businesses will come together and have coffee or something. Just introduce yourself to anybody in the industry that you're trying to work, you know, work in. Um, you can do like I said chamber of commerce meetings. There's other organizations if you go to like meetup.com Occasionally in your area, there might be some, uh, you know, business networking opportunities. There might be some government agencies who put out free things, like like a community center. Or, uh, for instance, in my area, we have um, we have these things called social media breakfasts, where every every like once a month, every on a Friday, they have uh, somebody come in and talk about social media, and local businesses come in and attend those. Um, and I have a pretty small town, so of 60,000 people, so I'm sure that there's something in a larger city. Um, you just kind of have to look for different opportunities where you can get in front of a lot of people or sit alongside a lot of people, and you have the opportunity to talk to them. If you're somebody who's shy like myself, and I, I'm not going to just go up to some random person and start talking to them, I find, I find situations where the conversation is kind of, I'm like put into the conversation involuntarily, like it just is the 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 environment is conducive to having those kind of conversations uh so for instance where if there's tables set up where i can go sit with somebody or if there's a common area to get beverages you know that's another good opportunity to do those so just a few tips if you guys have more want more details on that definitely uh, reach out and i can answer some more of those but hopefully that at least gets you on the right path um and answers something like something related to what you're um asking about so uh, the next question I will answer in the next segment. All right. So the next question Jeff had was around, um, it was around becoming like confident with, as you're starting a business, like how do you, how you balance the two, uh, when you maybe don't have much experience, uh, with what you're trying to start, like how do you, how do you balance that? So for me, I mean, that's pretty much my story. Every business that I've started, has been started with very little knowledge, little to no knowledge or understanding of how it actually works or how it can be successful in it. So I'll just talk to a few of those and maybe it will help make sense for, for you and for anybody else that's listening. So I've been starting little businesses since as long as I can remember. Like when I was a kid, I would, all the toys that I didn't want anymore, I would <laughs> I would set up like a little festival or whatever, a little fair and have the neighborhood kids come and like pay me you know, a quarter or whatever to try and win my toy. Um, I also got in trouble for making fake lottery tickets when I was like in second grade. So I've always just tried doing things just because I had an idea in my head. Um, and I did that all the way up through, I actually started to when I started actually finally making money doing little business ideas. So I got my hands on a, um, a printer uh, just a, a nice laser printer for a discounted price. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to start a printing business. And I reached out to a local club and said, Hey, do you have any interest? Cause I was really into music at the time. I said, Hey, can I try making some tickets for you guys and see what you think? Cause I had, I dabbled in graphic design. So I had a little bit of expertise, not expertise, but experience in graphic design. So I started designing their tickets and I did it for like a year and a half and, you know, made my money back and then a little extra spending cash 
um, every week, which was nice. So that was my first like official business that I made like cards and stuff for. Um, then you know graphic design and video stuff. Like I started doing things like that early on, but didn't really have a business structure in play. I just basically said, hey, I know how to do this, and then I I would find people who may would want to try it and. It worked, you know, and that and that was just trial and error, and I learned a lot of things along the way while doing that, and um, you know, it finally led to a point where in 2005 I actually just acquired a digital camera, and uh, a couple months later my buddy asked if I could help him shoot a wedding, and I did, and from there I started shooting weddings uh, on my own, and uh, my first wedding was in 2007 in Laguna Beach, California, for my cousin. And, you know, they flew me out there and they paid me a thousand bucks. And so I had a Laguna Beach wedding to put in my portfolio right from the get go. And my cousin, you know, and her husband are attractive people and they're on Laguna Beach. So it, it basically gave me a leg up, you know. And um, yeah, so from there I started a photography business and was able to, I had a fairly decent uh idea and just intuition when it came to composition and editing so i i consider myself fairly good at it. i wasn't a, an expert by any means but i was pretty good at it I, I look back on some of those pictures now and cringe but some of them are actually really good pictures even even to this day and uh so i consider myself competent enough to start a business and collect money from it i didn't i wasn't charging full price by any means like i started out like everybody else charging like you know five hundred dollars for my first wedding and then i would up that a couple hundred dollars every wedding until eventually I was consistently charging about $2,500 per wedding until I finally got sick of it. And then flash forward to 2011, my wife and I are searching for houses and all the photos that we saw looked like crap on the MLS and we just couldn't find any good houses. And I asked the realtor we were working with if he had ever considered professional photography and he hadn't. So I was like, would you mind if I tried shooting a couple houses for you and see if it works? Um, I didn't necessarily know it was going to be a business opportunity, but this was like a real-time conversation we were having. There was no planning involved. I just threw it out there. I had a particular skill set. I had photographed a lot of architecture, doing uh, churches and whatnot. Uh, I had done some commercial work where houses were involved. So I had a general understanding of like, you know, I, I knew what a good photo looked like, and all the ones that were on the MLS at the time just looked like craps, and I knew I could do better. So... You know, it just kind of came to me. It wasn't like a, a planned out thing where I put together a business plan. I just simply said, hey, I can do this. Let's try it out and see what you think. I'll do a couple for free. And um, he's hired me for every single listing since. And I've photographed almost 700 houses since then and turned it into a business that I kind of learned along the way. I want to talk a little bit more about my evolution in this business to give you a little bit more information. I'll do that in the next segment. All right, so to continue on that last conversation, um, okay, so start, I started my business that way. That's how it started. I didn't even know that real estate photography was a thing. I knew that architectural photography was a thing, and that wasn't something I was incredibly interested in. Um, I just thought it seemed way out of reach for me, but uh, I didn't know real estate photography was actually a niche, and turns out it was, because once he said yeah and agreed to it, I went and just did a little bit of research online to find out you know what real estate if there was real estate photography like some general ideas as to how it got started and I found this website called uh, photography for real estate.net so it's actually a real estate photography website it's kind of dated and you know the the creators are super nice guy and super informative um, the the websites just a little clunky and old 
but there's a, so much good information on there, and there's a really strong community in there, and I learned a lot through that. Um, but I, I actually learned, like, decided how I was going to do my pricing structure before I found this site. Um, I just decided a lot of things before I wanted to do the site, and I mostly used the site as confirmation for what I was already doing, um, and also maybe to figure out how to do something better that I was already doing. So for instance, my pricing, I decided right off the bat I'm going to do a tiered pricing because I knew that shooting a larger home was going to take a little longer, therefore my you know pricing would be higher for a different tiered home. So I started off at like 3,000 feet, 6,000 feet, 9,000 feet. I talked about this in a previous episode, but I did adjust that later, um, and I kind of did that after reading some of the material on this photographer for real estate website. The way I determined my prices was, and I think this is pretty much the same for every industry, but you, you base it off of what you feel your time is worth. Um, your time includes your equipment, it includes your, um, your skills and expertise, it includes everything. Everything that you bring that somebody else can't do or you know can't replicate. So I value my time for photography at $50 an hour and my time for video at $100 an hour. That's basically where I, I base all my current pricing on in my current market. If I was in Minneapolis, St. Paul, I'd probably double that. But where I'm currently at, I know what people pay for things. Uh, one of the suggestions that was made was maybe look at what other services are charging for things like furnace repair. Find out how much it would cost for them to come out and repair your furnace because what you're doing is essentially a service and it will give you a general idea as to what people are paying for things like that. Um, I didn't really follow that advice. My pricing just happened to work perfectly for what I was doing because I priced myself well. So my first price point is $125 to shoot a house under 2,000 square feet. Now it takes me about 15 minutes to shoot a house for real estate at that price and it takes me about a half hour or so to edit those. Maybe less. Um, sometimes I do a little bit more. but. About 45 minutes of work, not including about a half hour of drive drive time. So about an hour and 25 minutes, 100, 100 or an hour and 25 minutes of work ish. Um, let's just say an hour of work for 125 dollars. So I'm basically my time is worth 50 dollars. The government takes about 35 percent of that, and then I have some business expenses to go on top of that. So I'm basically only walking away when all of a sudden done. I'm only pocketing about 33 percent, about a third of what I actually charge. So $50 an hour for me, it takes about an hour to, pr to shoot, travel to, and process and deliver one house. It all pretty much pans out to about 50 bucks that I pocket from every shoot that I do that's under 2,000 square feet. That's how I determine my pricing structure, okay? From there, there's other business practices I've learned. I haven't really taken any networking advice or marketing advice because all my business has been word of mouth. I honestly have not spent any, hardly any money on, on marketing. It's all been through Facebook ads and I only spend like five, ten dollars at a time. And to be honest with you, I really didn't do much of that. So um, my business just grew very slowly, organically, and I feel that by doing that, I've gained a loyal client base. Um, now there's hiccups along the way you, gotta, you have to kind of pivot and adjust to, but more or less it's how I've been confident in what I'm doing. I just started slow, I learned along the way. I started with a general understanding of how I was going to operate and what my t what my time was worth, what my pricing was worth, or what my uh, my product is worth, and I kind of went from there. Um, hopefully, that helps answer some of the questions. Please let me know if you guys have any more. And again, if you guys have any questions or topics you want me to talk about or any suggestions for me, 
do the call-in option. It's pretty easy. Just go to my profile. You should see a call-in option or the station you're listening to. Just do that. In the meantime, you can find me at jordanpowers.com or at jordanpowers.com on Instagram. Talk to you guys soon.